Well, it's good to see y'all here this morning. Uh, and I want to wish each one of you ladies a very happy Mother's Day. You know, today is the day that we come that we honor you. And uh, we give thanks unto you. And I know that uh, I have a godly wife. And the things that she does for me, I appreciate. God has blessed me with her. Just as God has blessed all these other men with their godly wives. You know, there is nothing like a godly wife. And uh, I'm going to look here at not just a wife, but, you know, we celebrate Mother's Day, and I know that not everybody can be a mother. And that's kind of sad, because as much as they want to be, some ladies just can't have children. I know my daughter was one, but I was blessed with two grandchildren through adoption. And I love them just as much as if they were her very own. And they are. And we consider them, I mean, to, to us, they're not like uh, they've been adopted. I mean, it's just like, well, we've had them ever since they was that long, you know. I mean, we was there when they was birthed and uh, got them home. I mean, it's just, it's a blessing to be able to have the grandchildren that God allowed us to have simply because my daughter could not have children. And uh, so it's kind of sad whenever we have to, we call it Mother's Day, and a lot of the ladies want to be mothers, but they just can't. But know that you can always be a godly wife. And God honors a godly wife just like he does a godly mother. And what I'm going to do today, I'm going to, I've got a little thing I run across here I want to share with you just a minute. But it's called a mother's love. And you, you may have heard it, but it is so true. And I'm going to share this with you right fast. It's, 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 it's really pretty short. And it says, One day a little boy was crossing a very high bridge with his mother. The little boy was scared, so he asked his mother if he could hold her hand so he wouldn't fall off that bridge into the river. And the mother said, No, son, I will hold your hand. And the little boy asked, Well, Mom, what's the difference? And the mother looked at the little boy and said, If you hold my hand and something happens, you might let go of my hand. But if I hold your hand and something happens, I'll never let go. See, that's a mother. That is a mother's love. And it is said, a mother is someone who carries her child for nine months in her stomach, then two years in her arms, and forever in her heart. So I just wanted to share that. I run across it, and I thought that was really neat, because it really is right down to earth. That's kind of like God. We say, God, can I hold your hand? He's going to say, no, I'll hold yours. Because if something happens, you might let go of mine, but I will never let go of yours. And that's what a godly wife is like. To me, a godly wife and a godly mother, they are a blessing from God. Matter of fact, that is the title of my sermon. It says, a godly mother is a blessing from God. And, and she is. And, uh, but what I want to share, this is really about a godly mother, and it's, it's a true story. And it's not that long at all. But you may have heard about it, but this was a godly mother. I'll just go say, in the mid-1700s, there lived an old saintly woman who everybody called Mama Newton. She was a lady 
that all the kids in the neighborhood wanted as her mother. She had hair of silver, hands that were calloused, and her cheeks were stained by tears, and her heart was full of love. Every day and every night you would find Mama Newton crying and praying for her son John. As she stood over her wash tub as she washed clothes for other people just to make a little bit of money. Her son John had run away from home as a rebellious teenager to become a sailor. John became an ungodly and a wicked man who was disowned by his father and everyone who knew him because he was so bad and he was so wicked, nobody wanted anything to do with him. Over the years, John had become the captain of a slave ship, taking slaves out to be sold. But, by, but day and night, Mama Newton prayed without ceasing. John's mama kept praying that God would save and use her wayward son in a very special way and for his glory. It was said that Mama Newton believed in only three things. <coughs> the power of God, the power of prayer, and that her son would be saved and serve God. That was, that's what she totally and fully believed. She was, a, she, you know, she was praying scripture. She knew that if, if her son ever accepted God, that this scripture right here would fit him. And I use it all the time. And I saw that and it kind of surprised me because this is one of my very favorite scriptures. And it's 2 Corinthians 5, 17. She was praying for her son. She was saying, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he'll be a new creation. Old things, his old life has passed away. And behold, all things will become new. He will be a new man in God. He won't be that same old wicked person that he, that he is now, but he'll be a brand new person in God, that God has forgiven all of his sins. And he said that he would never bring them back up. He would never mention them again. They're gone. And we have to remember that. That's one thing that God does for us whenever we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Our sins are taken away. God said they're cast as far as the east from the west that he will never remember them again and he'll never bring them back up to you. They're through, they're gone. Because you become a new creation in God. You become that new person. But then it said God... Oh, I've got to but they okay. Then one day, God answered Mama Newton's prayer. Many years went by, but that one day, God answered the prayer that, that John's mother had been saying. It said, uh, <clears throat> One day, God answered Mama Newton's prayer by bringing forth a miracle in the heart of her son, John Newton. Something that only God could do. This is something that no man could do, but only God could do because he heard a, a godly woman's prayer. It says that the prayers of a righteous person availeth much. And that's true. In God's eyes and when God hears, if you are a, a godly person, he says your prayers availeth much. In other words, I hear them and I will answer them. He says, call upon me and I will show you great and mighty things that you did not know. God is there 
when we call upon Him, He hears us, He answers our prayer. It may not be in that time length that we want it to be. We want it, if, if you're anything like me, if I pray a prayer, I want it to happen immediately. God, what are you waiting for? I need it now. But it's in God's time. God knows when this prayer needs. Things had to take place in John Newton's life before he could, he could do his work in John. There had to be some changes made. Things had to happen. John had to come to himself and he had to realize this life I'm living, the things I'm doing, I know is not right. As John would, would haul those slaves to be sold, it was said that John, each time he would think about it, that his heart would get softer and softer. He would begin to regret what he was doing, how he was destroying families and what all was going on, and he was one of the causes of it. And, he said that, and so this was God working on John. Probably many of you, I've had it happen to me where you've prayed about something or, or, or God is trying to do something in your life but he has to go through, sometimes it's somebody else. He'll go through another person to show you what you need. But God was showing John, John, you've got to make a change in your life. You're a very wicked and vile person. But I'm going to change your life. And this is only something that only God could do. And as a result... John Newton, the drunken sailor, became John Newton, the preacher. He went from a drunken sailor selling slaves to becoming a preacher, a servant of God. And uh, it, <coughs> excuse me. And and the who was at the age of fifty-four, he wrote one of the greatest songs ever for the glory of God, and we still sing it and we still play it today. You know what song he wrote? Amazing grace. He thought, as, as God was talking to him about how great and how amazing God's grace is, to forgive him of the things that he had done, of all his wickedness and, and the hardness of his heart. And he said that as he wrote that song, well, it said, it said, John, as he wrote this song, that he thought about his loving mother and her faith and her love for God and her love for him. He knew how much that his mother loved him. He knew his mother was praying for him. But at that time, John did not care. He was just wicked and vile. But when God touches you, when God calls you, and he draws you. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, for no man can come to God unless he draws him to him. There's some people that will never come to God. They will never receive God. And they will die and spend eternity in a burning hell because they simply will not the world. They like the things going on. They like the way their life is in. Some people are just like that. Probably John thought, well, I'll never change. I will never belong to God. But you know, when God calls you and when God does something in your, into your life, things change. Sometimes he puts people in your life 
to give you a better look at the things around you. He puts a blessing in your life. And uh, it said that John thought about his mother whose love would never give up on him or her faith in God. He knew that his mother would never give up on praying for him. She, he knew how, how strong her faith was in God. Remember, when she raised him up, she raised him up in a godly home. He had a choice. Many people are raised up in a godly home, but yet they still want to go out there and see what the world's like. Most time they do that, they regret it. And many times God will bring them back. He's calling them. He's calling many right now. Come home. Come home. And many, they're hearing it, but they're not receiving it yet. But one day, when God puts that right person in their life, they are going to hear it. You know, it's just like Mama Newton. She never doubted that God would not hear her prayer, and she never doubted that God would not save her son. It was said that she would give thanks many times at night, thanking God, Lord, thank you for saving my son. Thank you for bringing him unto you. Thank you. See, God is telling us something. That's what we ought to be doing. We ought to be thanking God for the things that we don't even see yet. See, that's faith. Faith is the things that we do not see, but we know that's going to happen because we believe in God. You don't see it yet, but you just know that you know that you know that whatever it is you prayed for is going to happen and it's going to take place. Now, if you've got that kind of faith, God said, okay, I can use that. I can put blessings in your life like you would never believe because of your faith. The Bible tells us that for we must have faith in God to please Him. If we don't have faith in God, we can't please God. We have to believe that God is who He says He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And one of the rewards of those who diligently seek Him is answered prayer. The prayer that you really have asked for, that you really need. God knows what we need in our life. And he wants to supply those needs. But yet, we have to have faith. God has to see that faith. He wants us to believe without a doubt that he's going to answer our prayer. So when you, you know, it's one thing I said. These burdens we care about, he said, bring your burdens to me, leave them with me. I'll take care of them. Many times we want to carry them around, carry them around. We pray, oh, I'm going to give all my burdens to God, but yet we try to go back and pick them up and say, well, I, I don't know. I guess I better keep these. I better take care of them. Believe me, God can take care of them a whole lot better than we can. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, but... God greatly used John Newton to, to reach millions of people. And they also included a man by the name of William Copper who wrote a great and beautiful song himself. It's sung in many churches still today. There is a fountain filled with blood. Many people have come to the altar because of that song. Listen to that song and it would touch their heart this is what I need. 
This is what I need. There is a fountain filled with blood. That blood was the blood of Jesus Christ that died on a cross for the, for, for the saving of your sins so that you could be saved. This song brought millions of people to the altar to receive Jesus Christ into their heart. And all these things happen because of a godly mother's prayer. God heard a godly mother's prayer. He answered that prayer because of who she was and her love for him and his love for her. She never doubted God. She never believed that God would not answer her prayer. She was already thanking God way ahead of time before she ever saw that prayer answered. But one day, he answered that prayer, and she got to see all this before she passed away. She got to see God's work. She got to see God's love through her son that nobody ever thought would be a preacher or would even come to God or even step into a church. But see, God can do many, many things that we don't even think about. God can do so much. Abraham Lincoln once said, Behind every great man is a great mother. A mother that believed in him. A mother that, that pushed him on. You can do this. You can do this. I know that you can do this because I pray to God that God's hand will be on you and that he will guide you through these things. And the mother inspired the son so much, he accomplished the things that he, that, that he needed to accomplish. Many of you have heard of the evangelist D.L. Moody. He was one, probably one of the greatest evangelists who ever lived. And he made a statement. He said, all I have and all I have ever done, I owe to God and to my godly mother. He gave his mom praise along with God. Of course, he, he knew it was God, but he knew it was his godly mother that was praying for him and asking God to touch him and to do these things in his life. And as we was talking about these things, you know, as I look back over my life, and I really don't like to say it, but I did not have a godly mother. I did not have godly parents. I never went to church. My parents were never in church. I did not know God. But I do know one thing now, that God had a plan for my life. I kind of, as I was reading this, things started kind of, I guess, coming back to me as when I was growing up. You know, like I said, I, we never went to church. My parents never went to church. I, I didn't get into church or anything until well on up into After Linda and I was married for a while. And I don't know why I didn't. I didn't hate God or anything else. I'm just, I was just out in the world and I just had my thing that I needed to do. And you know, I think many times we think about this thing. But I, but I, I do know that God had a plan for my life. I know that now. He sent me a very special lady who would help me come to God. I don't know of anyone I owe more to than God and to my wife, Linda. She was the one that got me into church. She helped me to receive God into my life. 
She tried everything in the world to get me to go to church. I always had an excuse. I always had an excuse. Oh, I got to mow the yard. Or, well, I've, already, I've, I've, got to, I've, I've got to go fishing. Me and this guy, me and my buddy, we're, we're leaving out this morning. That's what I used to do all the time. I'd leave out of here on a Friday, and I may not come back to Sunday night fishing bass tournaments. All over, all over the place, I was fishing bass tournaments. And there she was at home raising my daughter, where I should have been. But I wasn't. I was doing my thing. You know? But she is also a godly mother of my daughter, who is also a godly mother and a wife because of her mother. Her mother is the one that kept her in church. She went to church with her mom. See, I should have been, I should have been the spiritual leader of that household, but I wasn't. Many men should be the spiritual leader of your house. You should be the one praying. You should be the one that, that, that's bringing the Bible readings. You should be that person that's representing God to your family. Your family needs to see you as the head of your house under the power of God. That you are being, that you are under the power of God and that you are doing these things to serve God. You know, but now my daughter has raised our two grandchildren I talk, talk to you, talk, told you about. And they're in church. They know God. They've received God into their life and into their heart. But you see, my daughter didn't get that from me. She got it from her mother. A godly mother. A mother who I am very proud of, who I love with all my heart. And I'm glad God put her in my life. Because I got to thinking here not long ago, said, if, if she wasn't in my life, if, what would I be today? What would I be doing today? It's kind of scary when you think about that, knowing that, you know, I mean, I didn't know God. I was never in his house. I didn't serve God. But I'll tell you what, I wish many years ago that I would have come to him a lot sooner than what I did. But when God called me and I answered him, he immediately started doing things in my life. I didn't realize the, God, the plan that God had for me. But he's got a plan for each one of us if we will let him do it. You know, I get, that's the thing I guess I'm most grateful for and the most precious thing to me is that I have a loving and godly wife. And I know that many of you men in here feel that very same thing that you have. A godly wife that takes care of you and your house and your, and your children. Uh, this brings me, and I want to say this here to all you ladies in the church today. Thank you for serving God. Thank you for being a godly wife. Thank you for being a godly mother. And thank I want to thank some of these children that are going to grow up and be godly wives and godly mothers. Uh, here, 
I want to finish up. You'll hear, you'll, most of you will hear this, this psalm, I mean, excuse me, this Proverbs on Mother's Day. It's Proverbs 31. And I didn't, I didn't write down the whole thing. I picked out the things that I think that would suit and be for, for you ladies and be for my wife. In, in Proverbs 31.10, it says, Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. She's very special. This virtuous woman is a woman with high morals who is upright in all her ways. This woman's worth cannot be measured by earthly things such as rubies and diamonds. This woman does exist, but she's very hard to find. And the man who finds her is the man that God has blessed. In Proverbs 31 11, it says, for, for the heart of her husband does safely trust in her, so that, so that he shall have no need of spoil. This woman is totally faithful and dedicated to her husband. And he can trust her because she will not let him down. She's there for him. She's to pick him up. Linda has encouraged me so many times in different things. Just like a lot of you ladies have encouraged your husband. Proverbs 31, 12 says, And she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She'll be good for him. She will not do him evil. She's on his side. She's for him. She's beside him, helping him in everything. She's, in a, she's an encourager. She's somebody that encourages you to do more for God. She's looking at your life, and she wants you to be closer and closer to God. It's just like the closer my wife gets to God, the closer I feel to her. I, I'm not jealous that she loves God. I'm not jealous she's close to God. I'm very proud of her that she is. But that just makes her more of a godly wife and a godly mother. In Proverbs 31, 12, it says, and she will do him, oh, I just finished, excuse me. In Proverbs 31, 28, and her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. I do. I praise my wife for the way she has loved me, for the things she has done in my life, for the way she takes care of me, for the house, cooking, and everything. I mean, she totally takes care of me. Any need, she can take care of. Her husband and her children, they see her unselfishness. Her love, the care that she has for them. And they are proud of her. And that is true. I am very proud of her. She is a good mother and she's a good wife. She has earned the praise of her family. There can be no greater joy for a mother than for her children to grow up to praise her in the sources of their wisdom. 
that made them godly. You know, I cannot take credit for my daughter being a godly mother, for being a godly wife. That belongs to my wife. I hope later in my years I had an influence on her. I think I did. She tells me I did. She says, when you came to God, you were like a brand new daddy. And she says, and it's all for the best. So, I feel like I've got something accomplished there. Proverbs 31, 29 says, Many daughters have done virtuously, but you exceed them all. You know, it's the mother that trains up the daughter. It's the daughter that learns from her mother. And she looks highly to her mother. Linda and my daughter are best friends too. They can sit and talk and talk and talk. And Terry, my daughter, will tell her anything and everything. She don't have to hide anything from, from her mama. She knows she can talk to her. She knows that she can tell her any problems, anything that's going on that she's upset about. See, that's a godly mother. She knows that she can trust in her mother's wisdom. She knows that when she comes to her mama, her mama's going to listen. That's what we should feel about God. When we come to God, we know that God's going to listen. He's going to hear us, and He's going to answer those prayers. Finish up in Proverbs 31, 30. It says, Favor is deceitful, and beauty is in vain. But a woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. The fear of the Lord doesn't mean she trembles and shakes. It means that she praises Him, she reverences Him in worship, in loving Him, in serving Him. She fears the Lord. She reverences the Lord in His goodness and all of His love. But here we see a wife who is beautiful to look at and is nice. But the very best a man can do is to have a wife who fears God and keeps His commandments. And she will have all these other things as extra from God, the beauty, the love, and all that, as a gift to her husband. That's how God works. He puts that love and that nourishing, that encouraging, he puts that in the wife and the mother's heart. Can you imagine what it would be like in a family if there was no mothers? You know, I would hate to have the responsibility of trying to raise a daughter by myself. There's just some things that God puts in a woman that he does not put on the inside of a man. He uses a woman in a very special way. He uses that woman to love, to nourish, to meet your needs. When God made woman, he said, I'm going to send you, I'm going to make you a helper. A helpmate, he said. 
Well, actually a woman is a whole lot more than just a helper. She's a doer all just about. See, God knew that a man couldn't do all this by himself. So he made a woman. Many people are saying a woman was made to do what a man can't do. I don't know what I would do without my wife. Many of you men need to think about that. What would I do without my wife? A wife, a mother, is very important. That is why today we honor and cherish and give praise to the mothers for all they do, for loving God, for hearing God's voice. You know, sometimes a woman can hear things that a man cannot hear. Sometimes God talks to a woman in a way that he never talked to a man. We're too hard-headed. We, too, we know it all. We don't want to listen. Hey, God, let me tell you what, how I need this done. That sounds like a man. And a woman, God, how do you want me to do this? They listen. And we're trying to tell God how we want him to do it. No, a woman is very, very important. God has blessed us with these women as mothers and as wives. Cherish what you have. Thank God each and every day for your wife, kids. Need to thank God for their mother and for all that she does. Today is the day that we celebrate our wives and our mothers. Just remember how God has blessed you through your wife and the way she loves you and all the things she does. Kids, you need to remember your mother and how much she loves you and all she's done. And she's not through doing it yet. I don't care how old you get. That mother is going to be a mother until she dies and then she's still going to look at you from heaven and try to watch over you. So I'm going to finish up right now. If, I'm going to ask the band to come up. If you're here today and you just need to make a new commitment to your wife, to your mother, whatever. If you just need a closer walk with God, I'll ask you to come down to the altar. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ into your life, it'd be the greatest thing you could ever do. Like, like, like I said before, that, that is something you'll never regret is receiving Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior. When you receive Jesus Christ and you believe in your heart, you have received eternal life. Without Jesus... There is no life. I hope everybody has received Christ. If you haven't, today would be a good day to do it. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for your love. I thank you for our, our wives, for our mothers.
that all that they've done, Lord, thank you for blessing them. Thank you for giving them to us. Lord, they are so special. So special. And we love them. And we thank you that you loved us enough to give us the very best you could. So, Lord, I just thank you again in Jesus' name for these wives and mothers and ask your blessing to be upon them. And, Lord, just to meet the needs in their life as they struggle for many times day to day, holding families together, doing things for families, taking care of their family. So, Lord, I ask your blessings upon them to bless them. Lord, I thank you now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.